Hey friends, just want to pull back the curtain a little bit. You know, every week we bring you an episode and those episodes are brought to us by the only reason why we're able to bring them to you is because we have partners, sponsors who every week want to get in your corner, want to help you. And you know, we've only partnered with people, organizations who love the local church. They don't see you as a target. They don't see you as a market. They don't see you as something to extract money from. They see you as the body of Christ. They want to get in your corner and help. And all of them do this, but particularly today, I want to thank and think about CDF Capital. These guys are amazing. They've been a part of a movement helping churches and church leaders bring the light of Jesus to the world through their capital. They do this in a number of ways, but the way I want to focus on today is financial capital through investments and loans. If your church has excess revenue that you need to invest, maybe you have, um, you know, some, um, you know, rainy day funds, you should be putting it with CDF Capital. You know, you need to give it to them. Or if you're looking for a loan, maybe you want to refinance your mortgage or you're looking to expand or you need to do something in your church that requires you to structure the payment over a number of years, CDF Capital is who you want to talk about. But friends, it is so much more than just money. It's more than metrics. It's more than you and me. It's ultimately about the ministry of Jesus. That is what CDF Capital is all about. They're more than a lender. It's more than an investment vehicle. They want to help churches grow, and they do this literally with hundreds of churches all across the country. So what I want you to do is to drop by CDF Capital today, cdf.capital forward slash unseminary, and let them know that we sent you. Again, that's cdf.capital unseminary today. Thanks, friends. You're going to love them. They're great people. Are you looking for practical ministry help to inform and inspire your leadership? Do you have a sinking feeling that your ministry training didn't prepare you for the real world? Hey, you're not alone. Join thousands of other leaders in pursuit of stuff you wish they taught in seminary. Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast, presented by CDF Capital, helping churches grow. Visit them at cdf.capital forward slash unseminary. Hey friends, welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. Super excited that you've decided to tune in. Today's going to be a great conversation. I'm really looking forward to it. We've got Eric Trader with us. He has 33 years of banking-related or banking-adjacent experience, uh, and in 2021, assumed the leadership of a great organization, CDF Capital, a fantastic organization that if you've been around Unseminary for a while, you've heard us talk about. Well, today we get the man behind it all. Super excited. He's the president and CEO of of CEF. Uh, they were founded in, in 1953 with really a simple mission to help churches grow. And you might know them for the lending that they do, but they really do so much more than that. They want to get in your corner and help your church grow, really uh, pr- help your church with sustainability. Super excited to have you on the show today. Eric, welcome. So glad you're here. Well, thank you, Rich. I'm glad to be here. Um, so to just tie a bow around what you said. Yes. Yeah, yeah. First Fill in of the all, picture. First of all, I'm a Christ follower, husband, father, then banker. So love it, love I'm, it. I'm kind of I'm kind of a banker by trade, but I'm really, you know, a Christ follower first. And I I grew up in the church. I love the church, and um, I love what CDF Capital gets to do. So thank you for that intro. Yeah, so good. I'm so glad that you and you've been involved at, with CDF for quite a while, even before you were. Uh, you know, took the big chair here. You were on the board for a while, right? Going back to the early t- t- 2010s, something like that. Was it? Am I, is that true? Yeah, that's correct. I was on the board of CDF Capital since 2010. So I've been, oh, okay, great. you know, around the organization for a long time. Yeah, that's great. 
Well, I'm looking forward to today's conversation and, you know, we're friends. So, you know, if you've been listening for a while, friends, you know that CDF Capital are our premier brand partner. Literally every single episode of CDF uh, of the Unseminary podcast is brought to us because uh, of our good friends at CDF because they've leaned in. They want to get in your corner. So if you think of all the good stuff that you receive regularly, it happens because CDF has chosen to sponsor. So I, I really am thankful for uh, for Eric and the entire team. Uh, but but we're friends, so I want to start with maybe an inappropriate question right off the top. You know, oh no, what is it? What is it with finance people? What is it with banking people? Why why do you make us so nervous? <laughs> you know, why are, are can we even trust you? Can we trust a finance, or are you just trying to get money out of? You know, are you trying to take our? Do you see us as a market? Do you just see us as something to extract revenue from? Uh, you know, obviously, I'm asking that in a tongue-in-cheek manner, but uh, but yeah, tell us why is that? Why are finance people just why are they so hard to trust? Chris, that's a great question. So, um, if you look at who are the most trusted professions, Gallup mm-hmm. has done a study on this. They've done studies on this for several years. Do you know the number one trusted profession? In 2021, hmm. maybe nurses or teachers, Correct. something like that. Nurses, oh, nice. teachers were second. You've done, you've done your research, Rich. <laughs> nice. And bankers are right smack in the middle of that. Okay. And you know who's right there with bankers? Church Pastors. <laughs> yeah. So totally. if you think about it, um, I think the reason is because we're dealing financial matters and spiritual matters are both very mm-hmm. personal, right? Yeah, very true. When you're dealing with something personal, it's hard to develop that trusted Mm -hmm. relationship Mm -hmm. in someone. Mm -hmm. So my banking Mm -hmm. career, that's what it was all about. If people Mm -hmm. didn't trust me, they were Mm -hmm. not going to come be a client of the bank I was a part of. They weren't going to invest in the bank that I helped start. Um, Mm -hmm. A little bit about my background. I did help start Mm -hmm. a bank in 2007. Okay. And it had great success, uh, went public mm-hmm. in 2019, but it wasn't mm-hmm. because of me. It was because <laughs> people trusted me and we had a great mm-hmm. team that served our clients well. So um, right. it's always been about that trusted relationship. Mm-hmm. And Rich, you know this, it takes time to develop. It doesn't doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. So I'd love to, you know, do this. I'd love to kind of drill in on this a little bit for the people who are listening in. Friends, we're not trying to convince you to, you know, connect with CDF. We'd love you to, but I want to try to tap on Eric. He has graciously agreed to come in to really tap on this issue around trust. How do we, how do we on our side as church leaders, what can we do? What would be some of the kind of telltale signs of lenders that we should be looking for, you know, that really do have our best interest in mind. Like when we're, when we're evaluating, whether it's CDF or other, other people, what should we be looking for? What, what would be kind of the, the types of things that we should be considering? Yeah. And that's, that's a great question. And this is not about CDF capital. This is about the church and church leaders and what is best for them. That's, that's always going to be our approach is what's Mm -hmm. best for the church and what's best for church leaders. So drilling into that, is the person you're talking to on the other side side of the table, are they for you? Do Mm -hmm. they understand your needs? Are they Mm -hmm. trying to push something? Um, You know, we are not uh, very, I would say, salesy. We're more consultive Mm -hmm. from their approach. So we'll direct a client to the appropriate lender, to the right Mm -hmm. solution for them, even Mm -hmm. if it's not at CDF Capital. That's 
that's always been what we've been focused on is what is best for the church. So I'd encourage church leaders to really look at, okay, being transparent with your banker, mm-hmm. being mm-hmm. overly communicative. If you have okay. a problem coming down the road, be talking to your your lender about that or your banker. Be inquisitive, mm-hmm. ask questions, find find out if they're using the banking services all the banking services that are available to them and in the appropriate ways. So mm-hmm. they're just become a learner of how to be a better bank client or better lending institution client is what I'd recommend people to do. Love it. Let's talk about that over communicating piece. Unpack that a little bit more when you say, cause I do think our, Oftentimes, there are some leaders who look at their relationship with whatever bank or lender that they're dealing with. It's almost like an adversarial thing. It's like, I'm going to try to only tell them, I'm going to make it look real sunny. I'm going to try to, you know, spin it in a way that, um, you know, things look amazing. And that's obviously not helpful long term. You want the most, you know, kind of (laughs) clear picture on both sides of the table. But what would be some of those things when you say about over, you know, over communicate with your your lender or or with the banker, you know, on either side? What would you what would be some of those things that you'd be you'd be talking to or you'd encourage people to talk to their, uh, you know, their institutions about? Well, church leaders and churches um, are always every year developing an annual budget or an annual Mm -hmm. plan. So I would Mm -hmm. share that strategic plan with your your financial professional who you're working with. Uh, I would share the budget with them um, and I would, you know, have periodic interactions with them. Go have lunch with your lender or banker. Um, go meet with them on a regular basis and establish that personal relationship. Ask them about, ask that banker about their family. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that is making it more less transactional and more relational mm-hmm. is always better. Because, Rich, you know, CDF Capital, banks, mm-hmm. I mean, lending institutions, financial institutions, we're all dealing with a transactional product, right? Um, right, right. And so how do you take that transactional product and make it relational? It's mm. hard work. It's tough. And mm-hmm. it just takes time um, mm-hmm. to be overly transparent with your bank or lender and just mm-hmm. um, making sure you're you're communicating with them often. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. This wasn't, this wasn't a banker. This was uh, someone who we ended up being... Um, you know, doing a, uh, we rented space from them. They were landlord. We ultimately ended up buying the property from them. And it, in that transaction, we had this little interaction that reminded me how important relationship is in these things. We had pursued this building multiple times and um, they kept brushing us off. They kept, and you know, this was in the Northeast and they kept saying, no, go away, go away, go away. And I think it was because their perception of what a church is was different than what we were doing. You know, we're a large church, four or 5,000 people, lots going on. And, and they, and you know, this was a big facility, 150, 160,000 square feet. And they were, you know, I think they were like, there's no way. Right. Well, lo and behold, one weekend we were running a special event down the shore. Um, and we had rented out this, this thing right off the the beach and it was in the summertime. Great thing. And literally the, one of the principals of this organization was riding their bike on the boardwalk past our thing and saw signs for us. And they called their real estate agent and they said, is this that church that, you know, it keeps bugging us about stuff, you know, about that building? And they said, yeah, absolutely. That's, that's the same organization. Lo and behold, wouldn't you know, Monday or Tuesday, we got a call 
back from that broker who was like, hey, um, I would love to hear a little bit more about what you're talking about. Because they saw, obviously, we had whatever, four or 5,000 people down the shore. They were like, okay, that's a different thing. The thing that reminded me in that, and that became actually a great transaction for the church. The thing that reminded me was going above and beyond relationally, trying to connect in a way. And that the fact that they saw us you know, in our environment made a huge difference. You know, I think doing the same thing with our banker, trying to, you know, bring them in on the conversations about what's happening around, you know, and, and then like you say, vice versa, understand what's going on in, you know, on their side, so critically important. Talk to me about the transactional nature of what we're doing. You know, I think that can degenerate into, into that. And my experience has been, if it's just about interest rates, if it's just about, you know, where I can get the best here or there, um, if things ever go sideways or if things get a little tougher, uh, man, that makes it really difficult. And obviously we all, you know, we all don't wish those things didn't happen, but sometimes things get tough, right? We have to figure out how to, you know, redo some stuff. How do, how can we push against the transactional nature of this kind of relationship? Try to, you know, develop more uh, relationally. Anything else on that front? Oh, absolutely. And, and uh, trust me, I, f- I feel the tension and I don't use that word, trust me lightly, mm-hmm. but um, I do feel the tension that church leaders have with mm-hmm. being good stewards and making sure it's a great opportunity for the church. Right. However, you know, what I think people fail to sometimes steward well is their relationship, relational capital. So the mm-hmm. relationships, if they're stewarded well too, you know, as you said, Rich, when that church may run it up against a hiccup, that relationship has been solid that lender should stand with that church. Mm, So mm -hmm. that's where the loyalty comes into play. That's where not always shopping for the best rate. Uh, I I wouldn't always recommend that, Mm -hmm. but I would, I would definitely hold my lender, you know, accountable Mm -hmm. to make sure Mm -hmm. that is this rate fair and and competitive in today's marketplace and Mm -hmm. explaining why, that rate is, is what it is. So Mm -hmm. trying to, you know, unhitch that, you know, Mm -hmm. transaction from the rate and hitch it up to more of the relationship piece, I think is really, really important for the long-term health of the Mm -hmm. relationship. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the things I've run into with, and this again, is this is not with CDF capital. This would be with, with other, you know, with particularly on the lending side um, with other lenders is, you know, I think when when banks look at us or lenders look at us, it's it's hard for them to get their head around what our business is. They can look at the the spreadsheet. They can look at the, they see this revenue. Um, but I've had lenders say, you know, almost these exact words when we're in dialogue, where they're like, "So how do you make money again? Like what? How? So people just give you this money, and and so what?" makes you think they're going to continue to give this money. Um, this is particularly a problem in growing churches when, because you're seeing, you know, you may be in the last three years, your revenue has doubled or is tripled in the last couple of years. And a lender looks at that, you know, I always thought, well, isn't that a positive thing? They look at that suspiciously. They're like, that's going up, but it goes up quick, man. It could come down quick. Unpack that for me from, you know, uh, again, taking the the CDF hat off a little bit, just a traditional lender point of view. What are they thinking in that moment? How can I help them understand uh, that trans that, or 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 should I just ignore you know more traditional lenders and talk to CDF? Frankly, uh, but help help me understand that. Now, that, that's uh, that's another great question, and one of the things that lenders wrestle with all the time. Um, mm-hmm. 
so thinking about this from the background and I go back to, I grew up in the church. Um, mm. I, I jokingly say I was born on Sunday and I was in church the next Sunday and kind of, <laughs> um, yes. now I'm not perfect. I'm, I have missed some Sundays folks. So don't think that, um, but, it, right. but anyhow, the, the model where growing up the plate is passed, passed mm-hmm. every Sunday. So there's mm-hmm. revenue coming in every week. Mm-hmm. And if you look at that model, you know, and, and healthy growing churches, the trend should follow growth, mm-hmm. you know, addition, additional revenues. And, you know, bankers or lenders are skeptical about, you know, is that going to continue? What does mm-hmm. an economic downturn, how does that play into? Mm-hmm. Um, and you and I both know that, you know, people that are really connected to the church that impact doesn't wane in, in an economic downturn um, mm-hmm. for those that are really connected. Now, mm-hmm. um, there is some decline in giving during an economic downturn. And if you're, I've seen this in capital campaigns, if there's a capital mm-hmm. campaign and you have a sudden economic downturn, that capital mm-hmm. campaign may not be as effective. Mm-hmm. So um, what I have really just talked to, you know, when I was on the side of a banker, finding mm-hmm. out what's the church's growth strategy and how mm-hmm. how do they use debt effectively? Debt right. is a tool. Um, right. And churches that use debt effectively, it is really good to, to know an end game. You know, in CDF mm-hmm. Capital, as a lender, we're working to help churches get out of debt, not get in debt. So that, mm-hmm. that that's our mantra is, Hey, we can use debt as a tool. If you're growing and you're expanding and you're out of space, we can help you with those options. A lender can help you with those options, not, not to have something long-term though. So mm-hmm. churches that are growing, uh, if the lender understands there's an end game to that debt and there's a way to get mm-hmm. out of debt, I think that's where mm-hmm. it makes a lot of sense as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. This is such a funny dynamic because I think, Again, for particularly for folks who maybe do, don't come from a church background, it can be difficult when they kind of look under the hood because a part of it is they start to understand the dynamics and they're like, okay, well, a lot of this seems to rotate around. There's like somebody shows up on Sunday and talks. It's like people like hearing that person talk. And so they give and they're like, well, what happens if, you know, something goes sideways with that person? Then then what goes on? And, and you know, there it's an interesting I don't know. It's just, it's interesting having been across the table trying to explain what we do from a business point of view, um, you know, beyond just the numbers, because that is a part of the lending equation. At least that's been my experience. That's a part of the equation. There's a, there's a, there's the numbers piece, but then there's also the, do they understand what we do piece? Is that true? Or am I just making that up? Is that true? That's absolutely true. And it's understanding the leadership of the church. And it's, um, if a church is not built around one leader, CDF Capital is not built around me. It's a built right. around a great team. Mm-hmm. And if the church is built around a really strong um, team, then that church is going to be successful no matter what. I think lenders, when they evaluate a, uh, I'm going to use the word celebrity pastor, that would make yeah. them nervous because yes. if that pastor leaves, is the giving going to really decline? Um, yes. The other gauge that we look at, Rich, is, and mm-hmm. you mentioned this and when you were talking about um, the story with the, the bank and the real estate broker, mm-hmm. is churches that are impacting the community, mm-hmm. those are the ones that, you know, people can, re- a lender, they can say, 
I see the impact you're having in the community. Mm. And mm-hmm. we hear story after story of churches that we're working with that are mm-hmm. impacting the community. And that that's just pointing people to Jesus. And that's, mm-hmm. that's what we love that we get to be a part of what God is doing to the local church. Love it. Now, can we talk a little bit about CDF specifically? I would like to, I'd love for you to kind of unpack that a little bit. Help me understand when you think of kind of the core differentiations between CDF and say some other either lender or bank place where I could put my deposits, what would be some of those key differentiations that you'd say, Hey, this is, um, you know, this is what makes us different. And, and by different, I mean, better. (laughs) What is it that I'm asking you to brag? You're like a good Christian, Eric, you're not going to brag, but I'd love you to do that. Kind of tell us a little bit. Why, why would we choose CDF? Well, I think people would choose CDF if they're mission focused and um, Mm. there are a lot, a lot of great opportunities out there for people to really um, get connected to a mission. We Mm. we're focused on the local church across the United States. We're focused on helping churches grow. Mm. And, you know, if you're going to make an investment with CDF capital, um, you're being a part of what God is doing through the local church and helping churches grow. If you're mm-hmm. one of the churches coming to us for counsel, you're mm-hmm. you're helping um, other churches. And we're a ministry. We're a nonprofit. So mm-hmm. the, the dollars that we make is different from my banking back, background. So the, <laughs> the dollars we made went back to the shareholders. You know, so mm-hmm. they were creating shareholder value, yep. um, which what. CDF Capital gets to do now is create um, eternal value and uh, mm-hmm. kingdom value by mm-hmm. um, helping plant new churches. So mm-hmm. that is one of the biggest initiatives of CDF Capital is using the resources that we generate through our our business model. You can mm-hmm. you can can't see the air quotes I'm doing. Um, <laughs> yes. The business model is really focused on helping helping plant new churches. Um, so that's what we've been excited about. Um, now tell me more about this. Cause I think there's people that don't know anything about this part of what CDFs involved in unpack this whole thing about how you have been helping, uh, plant churches. Well, um, so we have part of our, um, net assets are really part of a quasi endowment fund, which is the church planting fund. And mm-hmm. so, um, Stadia has been one of our great partners that we have partnered mm-hmm. with for the last 20 years that they're doing a great job of helping plant new churches. Mm-hmm. Um, so Stadia was actually a sister, um, is a sister organization of CDF Capital. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyhow, it's it's been a fun process, you know, to be a part of the church planning effort, you know, because you and I both know when I, when I hear the numbers that Barna puts out that the church attendance is in decline, that people are mm-hmm. walking away from their faith, that really, you know, Rich, that doesn't scare me. That challenges me mm-hmm. and our team more that we mm-hmm. have a lot of work to do and that we, we're going to do our best to make sure we can do what God is calling us to do to turn that tide. Um, mm-hmm. So State has just been a great partner. Um, that mm-hmm. we've had for several years, years in those efforts. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. I, this is yeah, one of the things I love about CDF is I keep bumping into, I learn about you know, more about your organization. I keep bumping into all these great things 
that you guys have done to help and support. This is, you know, one of them obviously helping, you know, Stadia and there's, you know, there's lots of different ways that you have stepped in and, and tried to help other, you know, ministries, which I just think is amazing. Like, And I think that can get lost in, in the, the communication stuff because, you know, we help churches grow. I think there, it, it, that's actually what you do, which is, I know it's shocking to say, but it's like, it's not a marketing term, friends. It's not like, oh, this is like a, that's like a slick thing to say when you're trying to reach churches. It's like, no, no, this is actually what, you know, CDF is all about. Is there anything else on that front when you think about, when you say, you know, we help churches grow, um, what else comes to mind when you think about that, you know, that, that kind of catchphrase? Yeah. So um, the three pillars that we believe are essential for church growth. And mm-hmm. I would, I would say in this order, um, mm-hmm. spiritual capital. Mm-hmm. So are we pouring into the spiritual lives of church leaders across the country? Are we praying mm-hmm. for them? Um, mm-hmm. You and I both know uh, through COVID and through mm-hmm. the pandemic, it's been tough on church leaders. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so spiritually, we want to pour into them and know we are for them. Mm-hmm. Then the, the second um, pillar is really leadership capital. Mm-hmm. Um, that's another part of really CDF capital. We're, we're pouring into leaders, um, mm-hmm. making sure that they have the resources to be effective and to mm-hmm. do what God has called them to do. Um, mm-hmm. You've mentioned, I heard um, the previous podcast you did, the XP Summit that's coming up mm-hmm. in May yeah. in Dallas. I mean, that's, yeah. that's a way that we can pour into um, young leaders and uh, a leadership capital component of what mm-hmm. we do. Yeah, I um, love it. And then the, you know, the, the third one is um, the financial capital. And really, right. we're not going to get to that piece unless mm-hmm. there's strong spiritual capital, strong leadership capital, then the financial capital comes into play. Mm-hmm. So yeah. um, that's, that's really the three pillars that we've used to help churches grow. And really, mm-hmm. God has used, um, mm-hmm. enabled us to help churches grow. It's all, it's all him, Rich. Yeah, I I really appreciate that. And and friends that are listening in, this is true. Like, you know, my interactions with CDF, this is very much the way this is what they bleed. Like they're this is not like a some sort of like weird marketing thing where they're like, well, we'll tell people we pray for them and then we won't actually do that. Before today's call, we prayed for you as we were, you know, kick this thing off. It is, you know, it's it's Eric's heart, it's the whole team, everybody I've interacted with, um, that is they they live this stuff out. And so uh, yeah, just, just fantastic. All right, Eric, I'm going to push you on one other thing here. So I want you to get real crystal clear. So we've got four or 5,000 church leaders listening in. Um, and there are people that this has tweaked. Oh, you know, maybe I should be thinking about, I, we've got some funds. Maybe I should be thinking about putting them somewhere else, putting them in a different kind of savings vehicle or something like that. Or we're thinking about a project in the future that, you know, our, our reach is a little bit beyond our grasp. We need to, you know, I was talking with the church leader recently, a church planner about this. And I said, cause he was kind of bummed about, um, you know, some financial stuff. And I said, well, this is the problem. You know, we, we always have to, we have to have more seats than the people we have today. So we're always trying to figure out how do we do that? How do we get more places, more spots? How do we create capacity for people? And so if I'm, what kinds of churches are you looking for? What's kind of the middle of your bell curve, the kind of ideal, this is the type of church that we're looking to work with on either of those sides. So like, Hey, you maybe have a church that's looking to put some money on deposit or a church that's, um, you know, interested in lending. Um, how would you describe them? Cause, cause I would love people to actually reach out and connect with you guys. 
Absolutely. So, Rich, it's it's both and. Um, so we're looking for investors, um, church leaders that want to be a part of what CDF Capital is doing across the country. Mm-hmm. So those investments are how we're able to fund the loan opportunities that come up. And then mm-hmm. that the interest income generated from that is what goes into church planting. Mm-hmm. So if you look at it from that, that business model standpoint, investments, loan interest, church planting. So mm-hmm. investors that want to be involved in that journey with us, we, we welcome that. Um, mm-hmm. Check us out at cdfcapital.org. The or is, that mostly, is that mostly individual investors it, or is it institutional like organizations? Churches. It's individuals. Okay, both end. Okay, great. Um, and for you, church, for church leaders that are listening that think, okay, we're out of space. We, mm-hmm. we, we have, or we're leasing a building. What we do a really great job of is helping mm-hmm. churches get in their very first building. Right. Um, we step in when most banks, um, when it's a riskier loan opportunity for a bank, where mm-hmm. it's maybe the first building, they don't have the mm-hmm. track record. We're mm-hmm. stepping in and helping churches um, a lot with, with their first building. So reach out to one of our field team, reach out to Mark Briggs um, mm-hmm. and uh, cdfcapital.org. You can find the field team representative in your area on that website. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. They, they're truly what God is using to make a change uh, across the country in helping churches grow. Yeah, I love it. And and so, friends, you heard him say churches that particularly are looking for to get into their first space. Um, you know, you might be there today thinking, hmm, that, that could be us. I would encourage you to reach out. Again, that's just cdfcapital.org. Um, it's very simple to navigate, easy to understand website, easy to find what you're looking for. Uh, you know, just step in there and you know, you see right on the front page, church loans and more. You just click on that explore button and you know, they can go through that. Is there when you talk about like and I know every church is different, so this is a little bit dangerous asking you this question. But are there like size of budgets, you know, that you're 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 kind of is a sweet spot? You know, I would encourage everybody to reach out to you. But is there, you know, kind of a particular sweet spot? And obviously, you need to talk to people and get you know a custom thing and all that. But are there particular you know churches churches that are of interest for sure? Well, um, Rich, what I would say is if we're not the right um, lender partner for you, we can direct that person, that church leader to the right partner. Um, We're happy to connect them to our friends in the marketplace that, that can help them. I love it. Friends, you, so you heard that let CDF do the work for you. You, you're not sure who to talk with, call CDF, give them all your information. If it doesn't work there, uh, they'll help point you in the right direction to, to somebody else. Uh, Man, that's a huge help, a huge assistance. Uh, particularly if you feel a little bit stuck, you know, in this area. So, so good. Well, Eric, what else, what else would you like to share just as we kind of close up today's conversation? So Rich, um, this is February 10th that we're recording this. And so my chiefs are going to be playing. I live in Kansas city, Missouri, (laughs) or actually at least I'm in Missouri, a suburb of Kansas city. So my chiefs are playing this Sunday. So as I thought about really kind of what are the four quarters, what, if you were thinking about a game plan for CDF Capital. So some mm-hmm. things I think people should know. Um, mm-hmm. 
CDF Capital has 70, first quarter, CDF Capital has 70 years of serving churches. We have mm. 70 years of experience doing that. Wow. Second quarter, CDF, you know, the mindset would be CDF Capital has strong expertise in the financial operations of a church. We've, yes, we've so seen true. this, you know, over 70 years. Um, kind of the third quarter game plan would be we care about church leaders, which is why our ministry cares about spiritual and leadership development. We care deeply about the church and church leaders. Um, and the fourth quarter, and this is where kind of the winning strategy comes into play. <laughs> um, we care about the future of the church and church planting. Mm. And the reason yeah, is we know this is God's plan A. There's no plan B. Mm-hmm. And we know plan A wins. So mm-hmm. um, we're really excited about the future of the church. We're here to help church leaders. And we're just we're just excited to be a, a part of what God is doing. The mantra that I kind of tell our team all the time is mm-hmm. uh, w- work hard, have fun, and give God all the glory. And we so as an organization are here to give God all the glory. So good. Well, Eric, this has been a fantastic conversation by the the magic of traveling into the future. Friends, you're listening in. You knew who won the Super Bowl. So uh, <laughs> regardless of whether the Chiefs won or not, we know that that's a four-part winning strategy for CDF. So uh, really appreciate you being here, sir. And again, thank you for your support of Unseminary. Uh, we really we, we appreciate it. We couldn't do it without you. So I really appreciate that. And thanks for all you're doing to help so many churches uh, across the country grow, whether it's church plants or you know, church looking to get into buildings, all of that. So really appreciate that. Thank you so much. Thanks for tuning in to the Unseminary Podcast. Drop by unseminary.com for more helpful resources for you and your team. There you will find articles, online courses, and so much more. Unseminary, stuff you wish they taught in seminary. Presented by CDF Capital. Visit them at cdf.capital forward slash unseminary.